0: Welcome to FEO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil.
1: Hello and welcome to FEO on the Air. Today we've got some of our executive board members here. We've got our president, Ann Barker, from TicketPro. We've got our vice president of festivals, Tina Myers, from the uh, Niagara Festival of Lights. And we've got uh, Heather Harding from Cremor Springs. Let's start with you, Tina, because you're closest to me. Um, can you tell the members of Feo a little bit about your day job, what you do nine to five, Monday to Sunday?
2: Oh my gosh, that's very colorful. Uh, we have uh, lots going on in Niagara Falls um, with the Winter Festival of Lights. We start off in uh, November and kick off or er, and end in uh, in January. So we have a three month long festival that takes place, and uh, so that keeps us busy right from uh, we start off sponsorships November uh, through to. January at the same time that we're executing our festival. So it's constant, you know, moving and shaking uh, every day. And, you know, it's, uh, we're in the event industry. So some days we're down in the nitty gritty of, you know, shuffling things around, moving uh, structures. And, and then the next thing we're doing, you know, like, you know, big PR events. So it depends.
1: And, Anne, you're uh, with TicketPro. And you're uh, in, in our world, we call you a supplier. But we all think of you as a festival person because everywhere we are, You're there. (laughs) And in our world, you're a festival person. So, can you tell everybody a bit about TicketPro and what you guys do?
3: So, TicketPro is a ticketing platform that um, serves from online sales. We have a call center in Montreal, and we do on site services. So, you probably see me at many events because I do a lot of the on site business. Um, My actual role is director of operations, and I'm responsible for Ontario and Western Canada. So, I travel quite a bit. Um, and in the fall, conferences are my main source of, uh, of, of dealings. I go from conference to conference to conference, so six weeks on the road usually. And in the summer, it's festival after festival after festival. So we, um, it's very busy, but love it and love to be with the, the people and the events. and. It's uh, my most favorite thing. So.
1: so of all of us around the table, you probably get to see more of what Ontario has to offer in the festival world than any one of us does because you're all At, over the place. And, and
3: multiple things, from inside events to outdoor in a field to small, intimate, um, you know, 100-seat venues, etc. So it's, it's quite the expanse. And the public, from, you know, children's events to, you know... Um, uh, some we've done some uh, great dog show and and uh, the sheepdog trials in Kingston for example so you know you your your participants are not just people often they're the animals too so it's it's quite the experience
1: it's when the animals or the people become the animals (laughs) that you have a real problem sometimes and Heather hi talk a little bit about what you do Monday to Friday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about your weekends.
4: Well, yeah. Um, so I work at Creamer Springs Brewery, and I am the manager of community experience. And um, I manage the uh, tap room, but along with that, I also create special experience and produce events and festivals to attract people to the area and to enjoy beer.
1: And creating the experience, that's really what all of our job is all about, right? Absolutely. It's creating that experience for the end user. And
4: yeah, we want to bring lots of people to our festivals and events and to enjoy the area and where we host and to maybe come back again.
1: And uh, one other member of our executive, two members that aren't with us today, uh, Dolores McAdam, who's our past president uh, who works out of Ottawa, and Gino um, from 3L Sound and Vision. Uh, he's our vice president on our supplier side and, and they pass on their best wishes and we'll get them on the air sometime to talk about their individual scopes but we've got a new executive team and a few new board members that we're going to meet in the next podcast but i thought it would be important just to talk to our members about why you feel it's important to be a member of feel and we'll start with tina what what are some of the benefits that you and your organization have uh taken away from their FIO membership
2: well um i started with feo probably 15 years ago, um, and working for a much smaller festival. So I worked for the downtown Chatham BIA doing uh, small events, Retrofest, Harvestfest, and being able to come to the FEO conference and meet festivals um, all around the province and learn what they were doing was huge. And for, for me, I was able to be mentored in um, and brought me to you know the passion that I have for the organization now. Um, I think that it gives us um, an opportunity uh, to reach out to to um, other festivals to see what they're doing, um, our suppliers, you build relationships, you see them at conference, and then the professional development as well. Um, a lot of the things that you may not be thinking about in your uh, industry, it's all there provided, whether it be within r- risk management. Uh, uh, so I, I think it's been a huge benefit to my team, um, and I love uh, being a part of uh the organization, and, and hopefully I can mentor back uh, to some of those new festivals that are uh, on board now.
1: And Anne, what, what, what is it you take away, or what, what's your sales pitch to people that aren't a member, and the importance of FIO?
3: I think the importance of FIO is the sense of community, that uh, coming together to network, to learn, to know that what you're doing um, you know, has value, and it's it's great for the tourism industry and to to feel represents um, the province in all of these great events and festivals that that happen and knowing that there is a voice that's there to speak to each each of those individuals, each of those members and they're speaking to the greater population to the government etc uh the importance of of working together to create an experience for the community is so important to um, the province in itself. And I think that field brings that voice to the, to the members on behalf of the members.
1: And Heather, what, what is it, if you were to highlight one or two things for somebody that's on the hedge of being a member, what, what would those, Point yeah, so
4: um, I think I agree with a lot that Anna Anne and Tina had said, but one of the big take um, backs for me uh, is the relationships that I have built over the years. Um, I've been a member since 2008, and I know that I can um, call anywhere from the city of Ottawa, down to Niagara, anywhere in between for um, different um best practices or ideas supplier lists and etc and that's all from the people that i've met so if anybody has any questions in the small village and i work i like just yesterday i said i'll just call the city of richmond hill and ask what they do that's and that all comes from um the membership and the relationships that you create at the annual conference and networking and through the communication lines that we have available to us
1: and I think that's the important thing is um, if you're expecting to come to feel and getting everything hand delivered to you, I think we do a good job at that. We've got a website. That's a that's a great resource. Um, you know, our social media platform is quite good. Some of the stuff we're putting on the podcast. But I think the bigger thing is the big bringing together of everybody at our annual conference and trying to do that throughout the year at, at different um, different sessions that sure, yeah. get, when you get in front and you can network and you can talk to people and understand that that's not just my problem, it's everybody's got a problem. And hopefully somebody's got a solution that you can scale and, and, and reuse and resize to your, your benefit as well. For sure, um, We've got some exciting stuff coming up uh, that we're, we're not quite ready to announce, but in the next month or so. Um, Tina, to members that have uh, sort of strayed away and gone on their own, what would be the pitch to get them back? Like what what are we what are we saying?
2: Uh, I would say um, a, a lot of the positive changes, uh, the caliber of professional development that's coming in at conference, um, it's great. The podcasts, like uh, you can tune in at any time at your own leisure. Uh, for me who, you know, checks my email really late at night or uh, early in the morning before people get up, uh, that's when I can listen in. And um, so I think there's a lot of uh, amazing opportunities out there. And I think um, our industry is constantly changing and to be up with all of those changes, um we're we're in tune with the government um, and uh, different uh, uh, municipal bylaws and things that are going on within the province. So I think that uh, for anybody who's out there who's been kind of not at the table for a while, um, it's time to re-engage and come back and and see what you've missed out.
1: And and you've been around for a while with our organization and I've been at quite a few conferences. One of the things we're really trying to repatriate with some of our our members from the past and bring them back and re-engage them is the mentorship and and how important that is to to everybody whether you're just a a, a fresh events person coming out of college or you've been in the event world for a couple of years that chance to network and to learn from others and can you talk about the importance of that
3: oh it's hugely important and what's interesting is you know being at the registration desk it's amazing you know people will come and ask a question it's like oh go see this person they were just talking about that particular instance or they they do that at their festival or um so it's sort of connecting those people and i think that's really important that that opportunity exists and there's so much knowledge whether you're just starting out because you you know or whether you've been in the business a long time everybody is bringing something to the table and having that opportunity to share that um, you're always learning, and I think Feel really promotes that aspect. That there's always something new to share and something new to learn, and it's very important. If you're part of this organization, again, it's part of a community. I think that's a wonderful thing, and it's so important. And having that resource to to our membership is so sorry, so important, and I, and it's great that it's there. And I and we have. Um, people who've been in the business you know who you know developed the celebrate grant for example and having that access to that information is is terrific
1: and Heather I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit um, you know I think one of the strengths of our organization is partnership and it's whether we're partnering with our suppliers we're partnering with other festivals, or we're partnering with other organizations like Tayo and uh, Attractions Ontario, Resorts Ontario, because we've all got a voice that is heard, and collectively when we're together, it's stronger. Uh, one of the things I've had played back to me is that FIO on the air is the party group, that this group loves to have fun. And Why are you
4: talking to me about that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know what, I, I will wear it as a badge proudly because I think if you can't have fun at your conference, while you're learning and I think that's one of the strengths of our our conference and our get togethers is that you've got a bunch of events people that like to have fun they like to learn
4: absolutely and
1: I think sometimes you may learn a little bit more in the hospitality suites than you think you learn Sure, Heather. Can you well, talk
4: to <laughs> us about that? So, at the annual conference, it's a it's a time when everybody can get together, and you're all peers, and you go through the same thing all year round, and you have the same you have stress levels, and you have different uh, obstacles that you share, and you share these with um, your peers at festivals and events. Ontario versus my sister who's a nurse in the operating room, she would never understand what we go through here and we have different stresses. And at the conference is um, a time when we sort of celebrate um, our year and our successful events and we've come together and we kind of let loose in our hospitality suite and that's where we have I think the most fun at the conference is um, at the end of the night after we've done lots of learning and we've had lots of uh, exposure to awesome information and our events personalities kind of let go. And and I
1: think that's the other thing that we do well is celebrating pe- our our yeah, it's members a big, big success celebration yeah right it's it's celebrating what was done well this year this past year and recognizing suppliers and service excellence and and festivals Um, thank you very much to our executive team. Uh, we thank you for joining us on FIO on the air. When we're back, we're going to talk to a few more board members on FIO on the air.
0: Festivals and Events Ontario supports a lively, engaged and dedicated festival and events industry. Purchase your Festivals and Events Ontario membership today and get a team of people working to help you succeed. Here's just a few benefits that membership provides. Promotion, saving money, networking, industry awards, supplier discounts, communications, skills development, and so much more. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie, at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. The voice of festivals and events in Ontario. Feo on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil.
1: Welcome back to FIO on the Air. I'm Dave McNeil. We've got with us uh, some more members from our board. We've got Dan DeRuscio from Richmond Hill, and we've got Denise Herrera-Jackson, Tim Progosh, and Dave Miller. Let's start with you, Dan. Um, it's a it's chance for some FIO members to meet the board. Uh, talk a little bit about your Monday to Friday job.
5: Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me, Dave. I, uh, I work for the City of Richmond Hill. In uh, the capacity of uh, event coordination, so I, I plan uh, and deliver festivals and events for our community, and um, service third-party organizers that require permitting and so forth to run run their events here in, in our city. Um, my my Monday to Fridays, like any other festival planner, it, it's quite intense. There's um, a lot of different hats that I wear and and uh, support that I give my team uh, in terms of of you know putting together. Uh, the various aspects of the of the festivals and events that we run,
1: and one of the things that you do with your municipal background is there's a municipal group that works with the and t- Can you talk a little bit about that group? And yeah, happy I know to there's 444 municipalities in Ontario that all do things a little bit differently, but. Yeah, what's we, the
5: goal we, of that group? We most certainly do, and and uh, the group is called Networking for Municipal Event Planners, and we started it about seven years ago, and it's grown uh, exponentially since since uh, we we introduced it. Uh, it's actually grown across the province, which we're really excited about. We meet with um, with you know our peers from various municipalities across the province to idea share. Um, Uh, collaborate, talk about best practices and uh, you know those meetings are really good learnings for for each of us because we we get to see what other municipalities are doing with you know certain uh, elements of of their programming for their events and festivals, uh, how they deal with risk management and their best practices around around that. Uh, We talk sponsorship, we talk marketing so um, it's it's, it's a really great program, and um, we're really excited to be affiliated with Feel and, and uh, working with Feel to uh, have some of those resources uh, available through their website.
1: And Denise, can you talk a little bit about uh, your background, what you do Monday to Friday, or I'm sure there's a few weekends thrown in there as well.
6: Yes, Dave, thank you so much for having me on air. So at this point in time, my Mondays to Fridays uh, would be engaged in doing a lot of the planning for the upcoming Toronto Caribbean Carnival, which is affectionately called in several circles Caribana, And it it actually involves uh, in terms of when you're talking about um, preparing for a festival of that size, which runs, let's say, over a 20 day period, is that you've got, you know, it's like anything else, you know, you've got to put the pieces together. You've got to as, you know, hearing, um, to talk about the municipality, you have to start, you know, to get all, all your rules, all your regulations, all your planning, or everything that is go- is involved in this festival. Because as it stands right now, um, we it, it's a, it's a festival that ha- uh, occurs. A number of events occur in using um, facilities around the city. So it means you know going to the city, getting all the permits, getting all the permissions. The permissions mm-hmm. meaning, basically, you know. What time are you going to start? What time are you going to end? What are your security um, requirements? You well, talk about risk management. How do I make sure I mean, I, I, I'm inviting all these people to an open-air festival? How do I protect my audience? Um, and I'm not using the word protect mostly to say, well, okay, you know, there, things can happen. i got to consider is the weather, it's open air, so what can I do? If suddenly, you know, the rain comes, what plan do we have? for that. The other thing about it is that we have a festival that engages all age groups. So we have like a children's carnival, which um, attracts about 20,000 people. So what happens when you have kids as young as maybe six months to 16 years old? um, You know, how do you make sure that whatever you have on that day for children and their families, how do you make sure that you present something? that when they get older they remember they remember it you know with joy and pride.
1: And Tim, we, we've talked to you before about uh, WTF up in Sea St. Maria. It's in your second year. Talk a little bit about what you do on, uh, and you do many other things but
7: uh, <laughs> in a nutshell, what does Tim Progosh do Monday to Friday? I, I don't think your audience really really <laughs> wants to know that. But I will say that uh, we're busy in the throes of putting the WTF2 together. What we did is we looked at uh, last year's results and analyzed all our surveys and got all the feedback and then retooled it this year. Uh, we found out last year it was, it's basically comedy, but we found out that our audience was more interested in uh, family-oriented comedy as opposed to the late night, you know, the nasty show type thing that didn't go well and that's losing favor. So uh, we brought in more variety. We have a, a grease sing-along that we're going to do, which is interactive, where people dress up. We have workshops in clown and improv and, uh, and magic during the day, uh, big variety show. So that's what we're doing. on. so we're putting the final touches on that. The other side of my job is I basically consult um, with uh, festivals or attractions or events on um, uh, various aspects of their festival. And that's one of the things I think FEO is so important, and I wish I would have come here 12 years ago or 15 years ago before I started in the festival business, because it just gives you that hand up, that little leg up, the hand reaching down the ladder to pull you up. That's what I see FEO as for for most of the listeners is it's pulling you up because it's access to information and best practices that you might as well read and find out than finding out the hard way
1: and we're going to bring you back and talk more about uh, the second year jitters and sustainability of festivals as, as you move your festival forward. We'll do that in another podcast. Thanks, Dave. Dave Miller, you've been with us for a while. Can you tell everybody what you're doing now?
8: Right now I'm uh, I guess I'm semi-retired. I'm telling everybody I just make it make it easy. Not totally uh, retired, but I I'm um, I helping out currently a festival uh it's in Westdale. It's called Arts Fest. It's a uh, multifaceted arts festival, uh music, dance, Visual art uh, spoke some speeches, uh, some plays. It's quite an, uh, it's a three day festival in June, and I'm giving them a hand. They're in their fourth year um, and uh, the um, organizer and, and person that started this uh, reached out to me and, and asked for my support, uh, knowing I've been in the festival industry for 23 years in the events industry for about um, 40 years, let's say. I'm putting on events since high school.
1: And Dave, you've you've been around with us so probably the longest uh, of the people in, on this table. What do you? Th- what would you tell members the importance of being a FEO member is?
8: I've been a uh, Festival Events uh, Ontario member um, through various organizations for a number of years, and just enjoyed the um, personally enjoyed the um, the conference, uh, the networking meeting all the people from various sizes uh festivals various events hearing their their challenges and their successes and brings everybody together and then i'd say FEO provides that year round support to all those events uh, from the people that are growing to like we we're talking with dave here uh sorry with uh, tim beside me about the second year j- jitters and um and you know just keeping everything alive and it's just a, a great network to um, educate and uh, make everybody feel good about being in this uh, wonderful industry
1: and Tim, your reason for being a part of the FIO board and and to be a FIO member?
7: Well, is uh, basically the aside from the networking, there's there's fun and parties. Let's not let's not fool anybody. Okay, there's there's that aspect to it too. But uh, the, the conference, uh, you can find out some things. I I attend this, the uh, seminars every year. Always learn something new. Some found out some fantastic things last year on sponsorship and risk management. But then there's a whole side of um, just knowing. Uh, when you get involved in the festival business, it's, it can be very uh, competitive. You know, you're, you're competing for the same uh, an entertainment dollar, but then there's shared practices and shared concerns and shared understanding that uh, FEO is able to bring uh, to the table and champion, as well as adv- advocacy to the government, which is very important because it's a, it's a, a big industry, It needs the support of the government, and um, organizations with FEO really, really champion that.
1: And Denise, you've been a member of ours for a while. What, What have you found has been the importance of FEO?
6: I think what I found when I first started was how creative people are. All of the event managers, the products that they have, it could be a festival of one, or a festival of millions. I think that's what I found. And it gave me uh, an inordinate respect for the people who put on this festival. So I was so glad when I did join for you that I could have been exposed to the number of festivals that take place in Ontario. And in addition to that was that whole educational uh, aspect, a lot of things that I would have learned. Um, I also had participated as a judge for the awards, and that is when I learned and really appreciated the value that FIO would bring to any of the any festival happening here in Ontario.
1: And Dan, you've been a while, around for a while. Uh, first time on our board. What what is the value you see in FIO uh, for Richmond Hill and your organization there?
5: Um, I think, generally speaking, for for the city, it um, it gives us an opportunity to. Profile the work and festivals and events that we're producing um, across the province. We we don't typically tend to think about that in the municipal environment and um, feel provides us with a platform to be able to You know promote and market and and we're supported by the organization uh, and there's a great awards program that helps us, um, you know uh, generate accolades amongst our our, our uh, Council and those that we're, we're affiliated with so I find I find being associated with FIO is is very valuable for for our, not only our municipality but um, municipalities as a whole. Dave, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here.
1: Feel um, really has four pillars of what they do all the time, and that's number one is advocacy at all levels of government, whether it's provincial, federal, or municipal. Uh, we educate through our conference and through our master classes. We market through our website and our events guide, and we network. You know, over the years, we've lost a few members here and there, and we're really trying to rebuild what we do as an organization to put the value in the membership. What would you reach out to some members from the past to, to bring them back in, and, and what value statement can you add to what we're doing at FIO?
8: Well, it, it's definitely uh, in uh, the sheer numbers of, of bringing our numbers together from all sizes of events that we can bring to the government and, and impress upon them how much how much of the value there is in in uh, in monetary and uh, just good feeling about living in this province um, as well uh, we can bring uh, an overall marketing to this people can travel from event to event and we can bring uh, that uh, cohesive marketing tool to um, to uh, present all, all those festivals in a great light so yeah that's it's you know we can also just them um, again we took back to the, the initial question and also about what educational if if you're a seasoned veteran which maybe I'll call myself you can you gotta give back. You know, there's, there's somebody that helped you along all those years. Bring them back in. You know, you come in and you you lead them, and you're gonna learn something because they're they they've got new ideas. Whether they're young at age or young at heart, they've got new ideas, and you can learn from them. Even and give them all the benefit of your knowledge. We also want to make this industry. Uh, the world's changing. We want to make this a safe industry, safe for people to go have fun, enjoy, and not worry about anything else. So we're, we're doing things uh, conservatively to to make sure everybody knows how to manage risk and, and, and protect themselves with liability and insurance and whatnot.
1: And Denise, you're uh, an independent festival, and we've got a lot of uh, independent festivals, but we're getting more and more municipalities that run multiple festivals or BIAs or Chambers of Commerce from your point of view and in, in the standalone festival, what is it that FIO does well for you guys?
6: The first thing I can say that FIO does for us is just to give us this comfort in knowing that we belong to an organization that I know we can depend on, you know, like you remember, Dave, I called you with some questions like, how do I? Yeah, we've been doing this festival for a long time, but ever so often, you need to get some advice. And I think... What I have found with this organization, again, it's like each year, whatever, you know, we learn, I know for myself, each year I learn, based on, let's say, coming to the conferences, that is one of the avenues of education. Yeah, we do a great show, we could party, et cetera, but there's more to it, right? There's more to it. And there's more to it that we have to understand to even educate our own audiences, right? You know, so it, when I look at this field, the advocacy, the advice, the education, um, the knowledge in in looking at different ways of how we do, you know, we do our festival. I think that is where the value of FIO is to anyone. And as I said, even if you have a very tiny festival, all of us go through the same thing. We all have to plan. We all have to look for money. We all have to, you know, you know get permissions, et cetera. And even now, based on what Dave is saying, when you know in terms of, of your presentation and we have to have insurance and we have to do risk management, etc. you know, it is so important for us to really and truly have an organization that we can go through. You know we, that, that is there for us, and at least you know we know that you know we are doing the best that we can with a lot of help from Theo.
1: At one time, the event world was all about creativity and and you know just let your imagination run wild. And I'm I'm, I'm fearful that with all of the risk management and all of the liability problems and issues, more people are walking away from festivals than are getting into them. But I think at the core of what we do, it's bringing community together you know whether it's cultural or educational sport or music and and the arts it's bringing people together and and we can't let those obstacles of you know the cost of policing or the cost of idiots shooting out of towers or driving up on sidewalks we have to make sure that we're safe and and work around those but at the core of what we all do we can't lose our creativity because of that and it's a challenge sometimes. Tim, we live in a a vast province and you're running a festival up in Sault Ste. Marie. Can you talk about the importance of partnering, whether it's with your RTOs, your DMOs or different attractions and resorts in the area
7: where you're running your festivals? Well, every uh, municipality or region has uh, different organizations: restaurant association, hotel association. You don't want to go into an area, um, you know, from the big city and say, "Well, we know better. We know how it runs." They know their audience. They know what they're doing. They have uh, um, stakeholders. Have their relationships established. What you want to do is go in and work with them. Ask them questions. Ask them, "What did you do the last year? What works? What doesn't work?" And then, you, and then you try and uh, and do the best you can. But it's 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 fun because I've I've run uh, in different provinces and different cities festivals for going back about 20 years and I I always find that if you don't have that strong local attachment if you don't have the volunteers that when they get to the door they see a friendly face that they might know if you don't have the the local newspaper and the local radio station on site you're not going to have success so the first thing is to go and, and partner with them and meet them and establish a good working relationship
1: and Dan, from a municipal level, if if you've got a, a municipality that's sitting on the fence, and I know budgets are tight in, in everything we all do, what would be your convincing points to a municipality that they should be involved with this group and, and the importance of it that you've found with Richmond Hill?
5: Um, I think, generally speaking, municipalities have, have a great opportunity to... Um, learn from, from, from private organizers, from, from festival folks that are, are not in the municipal environment and see some of the new and unique interactive experiences that they bring to the table when they're running their own festivals in our communities. Um, I think that being a municipal member uh, with FEO provides you know, opportunities for our staff teams to come out and, and take part in professional development and educational seminars and learning. Uh, and get to know and be exposed to other things that are happening outside of our four walls, so to speak. Uh, we're often, um, you know, immersed in, in our own environments, and, and we're not exposed to what's happening across the province. So it's, it, there's certainly value there. And, and I know from my perspective, I've gained a lot of insight just being not only on board, but uh, on the board, but also uh, on the conference committee and, and being involved with FEOs and organization.
8: Okay. As we wrap it up, uh, just a final word from everybody. Dave? Well, I was just going to add a little bit to um, uh, to that last comment about the municipalities. I think it, it, it's very, very important that municipalities uh, belong to FEO, um, come to the conference, listen in seminars, and add add value and input, but also um, listen because this is this is a highly uh, is the you know creative um, and and heart driven industry, and um, and people under, you know people do municipalities have to let them know that there's. There's things they got to do. There's platforms they got to fill up. But on the municipality side, they got to understand that, you know, don't put up too more many more roadblocks, or these things, these festival events are going to disappear. And a number of municipalities run their own events. They're a mix of hosting their hosting events and uh, running them themselves. So it's important for them to keep uh, involved and attuned and, and understand the the hardships of the small to the big festivals that that uh, present in their communities.
1: As we've partnered with TAIO and uh, Attractions Ontario Resorts Ontario, we've gone to a number of conferences together as a group promoting our individual organizations, but also coming together collectively to talk about tourism and the importance of festival and events in the tourism landscape. And the, I was shocked in Ottawa at the AMO Municipality Conference, how many individual counselors and mayors came up and said hey dave i was at your conference it was great we've got the FIO top 100 plaque on our wall we won this award and and i was shocked at how many people sourced me out and that i recognized from being at a conference that you know when they're nominated they'll they'll bring a table and you know it was i i think the message is starting to get out there and i think you know that's one of our opportunities for growth uh, Tim,
7: last word from you. Um. Well, uh, Dave touched on something that I think is really, really important. It's never easy to do a festival or event, and there's always going to be something that happened. And 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 to have best practices to know, you know, to mitigate your risk, to have the insurance in place, your 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 security plans, all that. But it starts with an idea. It starts with a passion for something. And I think that uh, um, one thing municipalities and and uh, and governments can learn from the people who have gone through the trial and error, error of doing festivals, often on their own pocketbook and their own reputations. And they've learned something, and, and, and it's their passion that has driven the industry and, and grown the events. And then FIO is the one that kind of takes all those, those ideas and, and the trial and error and puts it in place for everybody to look at and everybody to learn from.
6: And Denise, uh, last word from you on... Uh... It's going to be very brief. As an event manager, you really and truly, uh, you, you never definitely enjoy your event because you are there managing it. You, you know, you're looking at everything that's happening. You're actually, when the event is going on, you're actually doing like what you're seeing, what is not working and what is working. So you know what I found about FEO? Three letters. F-E-O is Fun.
1: Fun. You know what, it, it's something that we all don't do enough of. My daughter's new in the event world, and then after her event, I always ask how it went. And to your point, she always talks about the difficulties they had. And I always say, Andrea, the one thing I've learned through my career is I like to stand back. And I like all I'm looking for is smiling faces, big smiling faces. And if you see a room full of smiling faces, you've done your job at the end of the day your financials might tell you a little bit different story. But at the end of the day, those smiling faces and engagements what it's all about, right?
5: Dan, your last word. Uh, I, I'm just uh, super excited to be involved with, with not only the board, uh, with, with FEO, with our municipal networking group. Um, I think that the people that work in our industry have a purpose, and that purpose is to give back to the industry that they work for and, and not um, take their job as a, as a punch-in-punch-out type of type of scenario. Um, this organization allows you to do that if you're passionate about the industry that you work in. And, and um, you know, I just, I can't wait to see what's ahead for not only Feel but our peers in, in other regions across the province, um, especially now as we're heading into our festival and event season.
1: I'd like to say thank you to all of you. Uh, hopefully the listeners have had a, a good opportunity to meet the majority of our board and find out where their passion lies and and the importance of being FIO members. Until the next time, I'm Dave McNeil, and this is FIO on the Air.
0: Thanks for listening to FIO on the Air, the voice of festivals and events in Ontario. Festivals and Events Ontario has entered the world of podcasting with FIO on the air. Join us as we sit down and chat with the movers and shakers of the festivals and events community. The goal is to share insight, advice, planning techniques, and overall strategy with you, our FIO members. On the next podcast, would you like us to interview someone specific? Cover a particular topic? Answer a question? Let us know. FIO on the air wants to give you what you need to succeed. Contact us now, dave at festivalsandeventsontario.ca.